Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. If there was ever an episode to watch on our YouTube channel and not listen to, uh, it's this episode because... Um, the sleeves have taken the day off today. Uh, yeah, we're talking about guns today, guys. It's uh, like it's the gun it's, show. It's the gun show. <laughs> Neil and I have both uh, decided to, uh, yeah, leave the sleeves on their own today. Well, I didn't decide to. I mean, I I, I met full you on this, decided I met, to. met you this morning, and then yeah. I saw what was going on, yeah. and I was I came directly from the gym. What was the first thing I said to you when I saw? Uh, <laughs> said, "Leave some ladies for the rest of us." <laughs> yeah, god damn it. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so, inspired by Josh this morning, we're yeah. uh, showing off our untanned biceps. Oh, very untanned. Or lack thereof biceps. <laughs> very untanned. I, I don't know what I did this past summer, but it definitely wasn't get a tan because my arms are super white. Can you? I didn't, I didn't think it was possible for one to get a farmer's tan in the middle of January. In the middle of January. Yeah. But I proved all the haters wrong, and I went out there and I got a farmer's tan. I can't not get a farmer's tan. Yeah, looking at mine too, I guess I kind of have a farmer's tan too, right? Looking into the. Stand. I feel like I can't not get a farmer's tan. Even when I like, I'll walk around in the summertime as much as I can in like shirts like this. So I try to avoid a farmer's tan. Yeah. And it still comes out a farmer's tan for some reason. It's funny. But Anyways, it's, we're here to talk about sports. We're here to talk not about, talk about our, our tanning as rituals. much as we would <laughs> like to talk about that. Uh, we'll save it for another time. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in the world of sports this week. Um, some controversial stuff. Let's start yeah. off with um, one of the most controversial things of the week um, in terms of the NHL and the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, if you haven't heard about this situation, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the NHL team, had a Pride Night to celebrate Pride um, and everything Pride. And um, they wore Pride-specific warm-up jerseys for their warm-ups. Um, in celebration of Pride Night. And one player in particular, goes by the name of Ivan Provorov, um, decided not to participate in warm-ups because he refused to wear the Pride jersey itself. And instead of the team, the organization, the coach coming out and saying, um, you know, his actions aren't acceptable, we're going to you know, punish him by sitting him out this game, or the NHL coming out and saying, we don't condone this behavior at all. They did nothing. In fact, the Philadelphia Flyers and John Tortorella, the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, came out and said that Provorov did nothing wrong. He's just talking about, uh, he's just staying true to his religion, is what John Tortorella said. Um, what were your initial thoughts on this, Neil? Um, I mean, this is... It, it's very disgusting to me. And like the reason I say that is because it's not anyone's right to, to play in the NHL. You know, like if you're thinking you're gifted and like, it's your right to, to play in a league of all the best players in the world. That's not how it is. It's a fucking privilege that these players get to play on the grandest stage to get paid millions of dollars to play there. Um, and with that comes responsibility and comes 
anything the team does, anything that the the league wants to do with all of his social events, you're now part of it. If you don't want to be part of it and don't want to be involved with that, go to play in the KHL. If you don't believe in what you're doing with the league and the vision that they have, then don't be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Don't accept a contract. Don't sign on for it. Provorov, yeah, he's of Russian Orthodox. Yeah, it's his religion. But again, like there is no room for that in the NHL. There's no room for you to be against something that's so openly accepted. Yeah. You know, if you want to be that way, go again. There's a KHL. There's another league that you can be a part of. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, Yeah. I, I look at this as like, just like you were saying, in any other job, if you choose not to participate in something, if you choose, you know, not to show up to something, you get written up and possibly fired. And the fact that, Provorov's boss, John Tortorella, came out and said, I have no problem with this. He did nothing wrong. He's staying true to his religion. He's, uh, you know, a truthful guy. He's a good guy. Like, Tortorella's a piece of shit. We all knew this for years now. We all knew Tortorella was a piece of shit. But the fact that he came out and, you know, on a night that was supposed to be celebrating pride. Yeah. Celebrating the LGBTQ plus community, they they made it not about that. They made it about Provorov. And the fact that he played, he led the team in minutes, actually, in that game as well. So he played the most out of any teammate in that game. I don't know. The NHL, you know, they haven't done anything yet, but there's still time for them to do something. They should have done something the day after finding the team itself. They haven't done anything yet. Um, I personally don't think they will do anything, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to... It, this definitely overshadowed what should have been a, a fantastic um, celebration. Um, and, and again, like it's great that the NHL is doing a celebration like this. For someone to come out, I think his quote was... Here, let me just pull it up. He said... It's his choice. You know, he respects everybody and he respects everyone's choices, but it's his choice to stay true to himself and his religion. That's what he said. Um, With respecting everybody and respecting everyone's choices, you're you're just involved in in the celebration. You don't have to believe in it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you have a different religion, but it's like celebrating Christmas, right? Christmas is celebrated amongst everyone you know what i mean everyone gets a holiday that day um you don't have to believe in the religion to to celebrate it right like it's just something that happens with this it's just you're you're openly against something when you're yeah. saying that you respect everyone and you respect their choices it's, but you're saying the opposite it's yeah. almost like there's a hypocrisy happening there right like it doesn't make any sense and like i said it goes back to the privilege, right? Like it's just, if you're going to openly act this way and be this way, it's like what Tony D'Angelo went through a few years ago, right? Like he was openly, like he was in the spotlight for a long time and he still is for the wrong reasons. And like this, I feel like if you're a Russian player in the NHL, you have to know how to act. You have to know where you are. Um, If you don't want to be in this league and don't want to be in this country or um, this side of the world, there's another league that you can go play in. Yeah. And the fact that like we're, we're trying as, you know, a culture as 
the hockey culture yeah. in and of itself um, has so many steps to go in order to be, you know, as progressive as the rest of the Western world, let's say. But they're trying to make steps forward. And one of these steps is, you know, having Pride Nights and being a part of Pride celebrations and showing support for that community. And the fact that we're just allowing, you know, this player to steal the spotlight from this Pride Night and actively, not just like you were saying, like not just saying, oh, I don't believe in this, but I'm going to take part in this, in this, you know, team celebration, actively coming out and saying he's against it and not participating in warmups because of that jersey is a step in the wrong direction. Yeah. And for the NHL to not do anything about this is putting themselves a step in the wrong direction for hockey culture in and of itself. Hockey culture has been very much under fire recently, specifically in Canada. Mm-hmm. And now is not the time to sit back and do nothing. The time is to recognize when these issues are happening, recognize when they're taking a step in the wrong direction and fixing it immediately. Yeah. There's still time for them to come out, like I said, and say, this was wrong what the Flyers did. This is unacceptable, which it is. We're going to fine you however much money and make a statement to the rest of the league that we don't care what your beliefs are. This is the culture that we have. This is the steps we're taking to a progressive community. Either fall in line, get behind us, or get out of the way. Yeah. So we'll see what the NHL does. Um, It's not surprising that they haven't done anything, but I think in order for them to save face, they need to do something. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to make a decision here whether to do something or not in the coming days. I'm surprised they haven't already, but again, like time will tell. We'll see what happens here. But time will tell. This is a stain on the not only the Philadelphia Flyers but the NHL. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Tony D'Angelo. He did take part in that warm up as well with the Pride jersey. And we all know who the person that Tony D'Angelo is. Yeah, he's scum of the earth. He's a Trump supporter. Yeah. He's he's the whole bunch of the list goes on. Um, but yeah, we'll stay, we'll stay closely tuned to this, uh, to this story going forward, but should we move on in the meantime? Let's move on to, uh, the fantasy season. Okay. Oh, let's get boy. this. Let's get this out of the way. I feel like we talked about this already. We haven't talked about it. I just like, I <laughs> just want to say, I just want to say, all right, have the floor. Um, let, let me have the floor here. Right. Uh, I won. Yeah. You lost. <laughs> Not in the finals because you didn't even make it that far. Um, but let's scroll back 18 weeks ago, 19 weeks ago, uh, when you not only guaranteed a victory, you basically said no one else had a chance yeah. at beating you. Yeah. Um, and here, scroll ahead. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit and like gloat and... I'm not gonna boast. Yes, exactly I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna right pump now. my own tires. That's but, exactly what you're um, doing right now. I won. You lost. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, I, I just want to break down how I was able to win, sure. and how you were not able to win because you had a great squad. Let's 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 not mm-hmm. beat around the bush. You had a team that I thought was gonna make it to the finals and do some damage, and you choked. And we discussed this. And remember you saying. This happens to me every single year. 
Well, I said that in the heat of the moment. And yes, I feel like it happens to me every single year that my players perform so well the whole yeah. season. I'm in first or second the whole season. And then in the semifinals, Stefan Diggs had four targets. Mike Evans, two targets. Jamar Chase, seven targets. Like, nothing. Yeah. I got nothing from them. Josh Jacobs, who had the, the season of his career, did absolutely nothing. I think he got me six fantasy points in the semifinal. I'm like, how do I avoid that happening? Yeah. There's no way. It know. just happens to me every single But anyways, continue. You still have a flu. Good things happen to bad people, man. No, bad <laughs> things happen to good people. <laughs> Other way around. I stand by my choice of words. <clears throat> uh, but yes, you won. Um, no, you were telling us how you won. So uh, I, I, I mean, I, I made a mid-season trade when I was one and four. Yeah. Um, really needed to turn around my, my season. And I made a trade. It's a 2QB league that we're in. Yep. I had at the time my two QBs were Mahomes and Rodgers, and I made a blockbuster trade to acquire Josh Allen. And from there on out, I mean, it was almost unfair, right? I had Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, there were some good weeks or some really, really bad weeks. Um, but I made it into playoffs, and anyone has a chance in playoffs. Mm-hmm. And those two kind of, I rode on those two's backs to victory. <coughs> but yes, you did. I had Austin Eckler as well on my team, and he was a number one um, player, I, I guess, like outside of quarterbacks this year. And he ended up with uh, – he had 19 touchdowns last year, or 20 touchdowns last year, and 19 this year, which is insane with the first three games that he had because he had almost nothing in the first three games. Yeah, I remember you were talking about dropping him or trading him. Well, that's, so, that's a part of the reason why I started one and four is because of his performance in the first three weeks or four weeks or whatever it was. And like just sat with him. I tried to trade him and I'm really, really glad I didn't because he came through. And I remember, I remember he even went on social media before um, that one playoff. I think it was a semifinals where he's like, Hey, um, no, it was a finals. He's like, Hey, start me in your finals. Um, I got you. I'm going to go off. Like I got like, I'll, I'll make sure you're good. And what did he do? He he sprung for like a 75-yard touchdown. He had like three touchdowns in the game. And he won people their championships, man. Like Austin Eckler, if he's available in the first round, if I have the top three pick, I am not... You're taking Austin Eckler? I'm not even second-guessing it. Really? Austin Eckler is the man. Over Saquon Barkley? In a PPR, over Saquon Barkley. Over Who knows? Christian, Saquon might McCaffrey. not even be in, in um, <clears throat> New York next year. Yes, he will. Over over Christian McCaffrey, I would take him. Wow. I, Austin Eckler is always getting the receptions. There was a game where he had twelve receptions. He's on a very throw heavy team. Yeah. Yeah. And that scheme is working for them. And like Justin Herbert's gonna be back next year. Austin Eckler, yeah, he's getting older, but like his drop off this year was one touchdown and he finished with nineteen touchdowns. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler won me my championship, so. Uh, side question before we move on here. Uh, where do you take John- Jonathan Taylor next year? I don't think he goes as, like, one of the top five running backs, but I wouldn't be too far off of him after that. I still think next year he could finish as a number one running back. Because he was, like, the perennial number one this year. Like, everyone wanted to take Jonathan yeah, Taylor Yeah, but a lot, a lot happened to him this year. There were injuries. There was incredibly poor quarterback play you're starting sam ellinger 
as your fucking quarterback, yeah. good luck to that running back. Um, their offensive line was trash this year after being the number one last year as well. So I expect big things from JT next year. Yeah. And I honestly, like, what, where would you even say the top five running backs are for drafting next year? In your uh, opinion. Because you just, you just said Christian McCaffrey. Well, now that we know that Christian McCaffrey can make it through a full season healthy. Is, is Derrick Henry a top five running back next year? Um, I think it goes Christian McCaffrey, maybe Austin Eckler, Saquon, Derrick Henry, then Jonathan Taylor. So you got... You got Derrick Henry over Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Wow. If it depends on what happens in the offseason. If they go out if the Colts go go like actually go out and get a decent quarterback, then maybe I would hold Jonathan Taylor a little higher. But the fact that if they're sticking with like Matt Ryan, then good lord. No. Where do you draft Brees Hall next year? Because Brees Hall had a great he did. start of the season he before did. his ACL injury. He did. Um, I am a little wary after any running back ACL tear. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll have to see what the preseason looks like. I what, think what, with what Chris Godwin just came back from and like how he was drafted this year. he was. Dra- I, I had him and I traded him. <clears throat> and Chris Godwin had a great season. Like he had a bounce back season, but it took him a while to get there. Right, yeah, it took him a while. So I think Brees Hall is going to go in like the fifth or sixth round next year, and there's obviously question marks around him, but I think the talent's there, and I think playing in that, um, <laughs> playing for the Jets, there isn't really any threat to him. That's very true. So I don't know. We'll see. But that was that was one guy that was literally on pace to go as a number one running back overall next year. He Brees was on Hall. pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, do we want to move on from your gloating? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so hold on. I am the champion. Uh, now yeah. we can move on. Okay. Yeah. You're the champion. Yeah. Now we can move on. All right. Wild card weekend. What a wild, wild card weekend it was. What was your favorite game from the weekend? I think hands down, my favorite game had to have been the Jacksonville Jaguars and LA game, the chargers. And for many reasons, number one, more than anything else, I think um, I wanted the Chargers to win this game because I had money on the Chargers. Yeah. And the Jacksonville, I thought this this game was over with at halftime. It was 24, 27 nothing. I think 24 it was 27 three. No, that was that was Atlanta, New England. No, it was it was a very a very big. It was twenty seven nothing. No, twenty four nothing. Yeah. And Jacksonville scored before the end of the half to cut the lead and then, like, did not take their foot off the gas pedal. They just continued. It just seemed like a switch was flipped in Trevor Lawrence, and he became the Trevor Lawrence that we saw in college. He became the the confident quarterback that we've seen over the last half of this season, actually. Trevor Lawrence is making the next step. He's he's becoming another... Great quarterback. He is he's the reason he's the only reason they won this game. The defense held up. I don't understand what happened to Justin Herbert in this second half. I don't that coaching staff should all be fired for how they played that second half. I'm surprised they haven't been fired yet. Yeah, Brandon Staley um needs I I don't want to move forward with Brandon Staley if I'm the Chargers. No. 
You like know, how have, can you? They have all the pieces to make this team great. Yeah. Like you look at that roster, they have all the pieces to make this team great. And I don't understand why they're not aggressively going after Sean Payton. Because you see what Sean Payton's asking for? I would give up a first rounder for Sean Payton. You would give up a first rounder for Sean give Payton. Give up a first rounder for Sean Payton. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the Chargers should be, you know, vying for a Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. And they just got knocked out in the wild card round. Yeah. You know who else almost got knocked out in the wild card round? The Buffalo Bills. What is wrong with Josh Allen? I don't think what he's fully is going healthy. on with him. I don't think he's, he hasn't been healthy all season. But his, you know, they, they're talking about his arm and the fact that, you know, is it working right? Is it not? He's making passes. Like, he's he's just not running as much. He's making poor decisions is what he's doing. Yeah. He's making really poor decisions. He has, every time they're in the red zone, I'm like, he's going to throw a pick. There's going to be a deflection of a ball and he's going to throw a pick. Like, and it happens. And Josh Allen is just, um, they, they were reporting Josh Allen's field division. Like, he will have a wide open receiver in like 10 to 15 yard range. And he'll always, always opt to go to the, the man down the field who's covered. It makes no sense to me. And that's just, it's just aggressiveness and it's just greediness and it's not working out for him. And like, he's still developing. He's still really young. Yeah. Right? He's only been in the league, what, three years now? We think back to that game last year where they were against Kansas City and like we saw superhero play from Josh Allen. And like we expect that every game. And we forget that, hey, there's some bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen is going through some bumps in the road, but this Buffalo Bills team is so good that they're still winning. Yeah. Even with those bumps in the road. The defense is so good. There were a lot of picks in this game. There were yeah. a lot of, like, turnovers. Miami like, defense came through. The, the thing is, is, like, <clears throat> Miami played this game perfectly with Skylar Thompson as their quarterback. Skylar Thompson, um, I saw uh, like a report saying um, Josh Allen is a bottom three quarterback in the league when he's blitzed. Um, so what did Miami do? They blitzed him them. nonstop yeah. and which caused all those turnovers, right? So if Cincinnati can do that or I any other team that they're yeah. playing can do that. Cincinnati was watching this game very closely. Yeah. And realizing that, oh, this Bills team is beatable. If there's... If there's a chance that you can bet on how many times the Cincinnati team blitzes, take that over. Take the over. Yeah. Take the over, for sure. Did you see the fight that Josh Allen started? In oh, yeah. <laughs> Him pushing someone, getting pushed down, and then everyone else fighting, and then him walking away. <laughs> like, the definition of... A wuss. It's like guys walking away from explosions. You ever see that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's just walking away from a fight that he started. It's like him. I don't think he's a wuss. Something. He's he stood no, up for himself. He he, no. he definitely instigated and fought back and then walked yeah. away. You know was, what else is a great thing that happened this weekend? The Giants beating the Vikings. Oh, did that happen this weekend? Sweet, sweet victory. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know had his moments this year with Justin Jefferson. The Vikings are a fake good team though. Yeah, of course they are. And we're going to talk about are the, who the, are the Giants a fake good team? No, they're not. They're no. a good team. They're a good team. They they've just made it past the wild card round, you know. Is is there any team that has made it past the wild give, card round? I will give I will give credit to Brian Dayball. He should be coach of the year this mm-hmm. year. Um he's definitely turned this poverty franchise around. 
Um, 100%. I think it's between him and he, Doug Peterson. He's taken – who the fuck is their number one wide receiver on that team? And that's how good that coach is. Matter. Doesn't matter. Why is Daniel Jones good all of a sudden? That's how good a coach this guy is. He's taken a poverty quarterback who you wrote off. 100%. Last year. Yeah. And now you almost have to re sign him because he's a top 10 quarterback all of a sudden. Um, He took a scheme that didn't work that turned everything into the the great season that Saquon Barkley just had. He got rid of Kadarius Tony. Yeah, whatever. Um, but okay, before you get in and start talking about the Giants, I just okay. want to ask you: sure. Is Kenny Galladay going to go off against against, is it, against the Eagles? in the next game in the Eagles? Is he going to go off? I think he's, I feel like he might go off. Can you imagine if he's <laughs> the reason we beat the Eagles? If he it, goes the stage like, is set for Kenny G. If he goes like 15 and 175. He's going to go off. It's The stage is set. Like He's actually been contributing the last couple of games. As a in, blocker. As a blocker. As a decoy. Yeah, that's all we he's need him Kenny to Galladay, do. He's still Kenny Galladay, man. Like, he's still being paid million, $72 million. I think maybe he's realizing now that, oh shit, this team is actually good. Maybe I'll start playing some football now. Because there was once upon a time where... Kenny Galladay was a really good wide receiver. A really good wide receiver. And I was so excited when we got him. And then he did absolutely nothing. And he's done absolutely nothing. He might go off. He might. You know who's definitely going to go off, though, is Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley went off in this game. He literally put the team on his back and carried them to victory. Our defense really held their own as well. But um, Okay. So you think Saquon Barkley is going to go off in this game? 100%. 100%. We're going to jump ahead here, and we're going to talk about predictions for this game. You want to move number four to number six then? Yeah. All right, let's switch it up. We're going to we're gonna predict here. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, it's going to be back and forth. Uh, the Giants haven't beaten the Eagles all year. Um, the two times they played the Eagles, they got their asses handed to them. In Philly with a rambunctious and... Tough crowd to play yeah, against. Yeah, we all know right? we all know the Philly crowd. They're the worst fans in the league, but um, in the world, uh, this game is going to go back and forth. It's going to be um, a shootout. It's not going to be. I mean, we all know who Jalen Hurts is. We all know the weapons he has and the weapons he got this year and how good in quotation marks the Eagles are this year. Um, but this, I think, is going to be the game to watch. This and the Bills-Bengals game. Obviously, we all know that's going to be a good game. But this game, the Eagles and the Giants, divisional rivals, I think it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a shootout. I really want to say the Giants are going to pull out this win here. I really want to say it. Um, would I put money on it? Probably not. Um, because I saw the way the Eagles literally just manhandled the Giants the past two times they played them this year. And one of those times we had all of our starters playing. The other time we didn't. But so Give me a score prediction. What do you think is going to happen here? 38-30. Uh, for the Eagles. So you're, you're predicting an Eagles win. And you're also predicting that the Eagles cover the spread. With I really, really, you know what? Screw it. 
38-34 Giants. What fucking fan are you? 38-34 Giants. There we go. Done. Done. You must have caught amnesia. Are you, are you a Phillies fan now? I, don't you even dare say that on I didn't say podcast. Eagles. I said Phillies. You did say. I just assumed you were talking. You about are a, a fucking Eagles no, fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> How dare you? You're here first. Every time I... There's a guy Fake that, Giants fan. Where's the Jalen Hurts? There's Jersey. a guy that lives on my floor. And if I talk loud enough right now, he might, might hear me who's an Eagles fan. And he wears this Eagles hat. And sometimes this eagle, stupid eagle sweater, and he walks out into the hallway. And I comment on it every single time. I say, that's a stupid sweater, man. That's a stupid hat. Take that hat off. You guys are fake good. And I've told him to his face, you guys are fake good. Obviously, I'm, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not trying to start a fight or anything here, but. Sounds like you are. Sometimes. Um, but the Giants are going to win 38-34 this weekend. Uh, you and I are going to watch it together. It's going to be great. So you're saying there's going to be no defense in this game. There's, they're going to try. <laughs> they're definitely going to try. Um, but we all know how Eagles good. Eagles have a, one of the best defenses in the league. So do you the think, Giants. You think the Giants are going to put up 38 against that defense? Yep. 100%. Trust I mean, in Dable. They couldn't put up 38 against a fucking laughable defense in Minnesota. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, like you mentioned. Divisional games are always close. 100%. I don't care what you say. They know each other. They're always close. There's no way that this is going to be a blowout. I don't think with the coaching and schemes that Dayball has put in, I think it'll be a close game. Um, I don't think the Giants come out with the win. I think the Eagles come out with the win. I think Jalen Hurts goes off. You can't really stop Jalen Hurts when he's running, and I think he's going to run all day long. Um, A.J. Brown's going to score a touchdown. Um, But... He's not going to be the X factor in this game. He might be shut down in this game. He's going to soul source touchdown. I think who's going to beat you in this game is Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders. Those two. They have too many weapons. You know, so Dallas Goddard. So do the Giants. Who, Isaiah Hodgins? Yep. He He's, went off. He went off. He went off last game. Yeah. Um, but Darius Slayton has the yips <clears throat> now after that drop. The one thing that the uh, that the Giants have been doing with quarterbacks that run is they put Thibodeau on the line, and it's been working for them because mm. he's gotten some sacks. Yeah, Snow Angels. Yeah, couple, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. We all remember <laughs> the Snow Angels that uh, Thibodeau was doing. Besides, forever be known as Snow Angel Thibodeau. Snow Angel Thibodeau. Um, this is I, this is going to be a good game. Um, yeah. I, I I the Giants are going to win this game. Can we easily say that um, the Chiefs beat the Jaguars? Yes. So Chiefs over Jaguars. Yes. Sorry, before we move on, there's there's one thing that I want to talk about, um, and specifically the Giants and Eagles. Remember, we talked about it on a podcast um, on one of our episodes. The thing that's in the back of the Giants' minds right now is remember when the Eagles threw a game so that the Giants wouldn't make it into the playoffs last year? Was it last year? Maybe the year before. Uh, one of those years. But the same roster is now on the Giants still. And they all remember when the Eagles threw that game to so that the Giants wouldn't make the Eagles were already into the playoffs. That game didn't matter for them. Um, but they threw the game in the third like halfway through the third quarter so that the Giants wouldn't make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Because the Giants needed an Eagles win. And they threw the game. And all of the Giants came out on social media and was like we're like, that's not how you play football that's not how you like you go out and try and win every game like this is bullshit 
all the giants came out. So, and those same giants are on this team right now. So that's in the back of yeah, their mind. This is the third time that they're playing each other this year. But that's in the back of their mind. So you're going to take it out on them now? In the playoffs, yeah. When yeah, it matters. All right. Let's do it. We'll uh, uh, what's What are the other games we have this weekend? We have, Should we make a bet on this game? I said I wouldn't put money on it, but I'll put money on it. 50 bucks? Should we do a fantasy draft? For the, uh, we, Do you want to save do? it for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll save it for the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Super Bowl. Uh, but for this game, how much money do you want to put on it? Because what's we're the be- line? What's the current line on this game? I don't know. I try not to look at it for the Giants. Uh, well, I don't want to. I mean, they're the, the Eagles are are favored <coughs> by a lot. Yeah, um, we can discuss that later. I yeah, mean, we don't have to sure. talk about. We'll that. put money on this game. Uh, uh, we want to talk about. You think the Jaguars are going to lose to the Chiefs? Yes. Uh, there's two other matchups: Bills or. Cincinnati, who do you think is going to take that? I think the, it's going to be close. Yeah. But I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills, because the Chiefs can't, they have no offensive line. And every. The Bengals, you mean? The, sorry, yeah. The Bengals have no offensive line. And Joe Burrow has to throw the ball every two seconds. Very true. Um, so I think the Bills come out with that easily. Um, but the, the the game I really want to talk about was Dallas and San Francisco. Um, the unthinkable happened, and four missed PATs. Oh my goodness! From that Brett was, Maher. Oh my! It was laughable. It was. It like, was bad. It was. So it was actually really like it was upsetting to see someone go through that, and like he was, missed one. Yeah. Okay, you missed one. It happens. Then he missed two, and he missed three. Did you hear Peyton Manning on the Manning cast? I I heard it but i don't remember what painting he said. manning after the third missed field goal because they were talking about it the whole time they were like oh he missed one. Oh, he missed another what's going on this is playoffs and on the third paint manning was so savage you just straight up said he's like can a team drop a I kicker didn't. at halftime <laughs> and then what happened in the playoffs and then what happened after he missed the a third. fourth he missed the fourth but he hit his fifth I honestly think... And he hit a like, field goal. After he hit the third... or Sorry, after he missed the third, I was like, if he has to kick another one, he's not going to make it. He's it, It's down to like confidence level now. It's down to jitters. The entire crowd is laughing at you because you just missed three in a row. If he has to kick a fourth, he's not going to make it. I literally said that as we were watching it. It's like, he's not going to make the fourth if he has to kick one. And what happened? He missed the fourth one. Yeah, but he hit his fifth, and then he hit a field goal. So, again, like, some confidence has been restored. Yeah. But they just signed a, a kicker to their their Did they practice actually? squad. Oh, my God. So, I'm assuming he's still Jerry struggling. Jones is a savage. <laughs> they didn't release him or anything, but no. No. the guy only missed three field goals all year. He's been a good kicker all year. But Except for bad. when it matters. This is bad. Wow. Um, who do you think wins that game? I think Dallas might win that game, man. I Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I think they will too. The, da- the thing is, is like I don't know. Brock Purdy has been playing out of his ass, and I don't know if he can contend with the Dallas defense. And if Dallas brings pressure, Brock Purdy is going to have a hard game. What's the injury update on Micah Parsons? Because he was injured in that game. He was, but he finished the game. I know, but sometimes players do like finish out the games, and then you find out later that he's actually injured and he's you know had a hairline fracture or whatever. Yeah. But he was slow to get up. He was very slow to get up. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't have an injury. At I haven't. Moment. I haven't heard anything either. So we're gonna just assume that he's gonna be healthy for uh, this game. There's no way he misses this game. No, we're just gonna assume that he's gonna be healthy for this game. I. I mean, we always hope that players are healthy for games. Um, yeah. but yeah, the. I mean, the Cowboys took it to, uh, the Buccaneers last week. So, they made the Buccaneers look like a practice squad team. So which they are. I mean, they they finished with a sub five hundred record this year, and still made the playoffs. Yeah, still made the playoffs. We'll see where Tom Brady goes this offseason. Where do you think Tom Brady goes this offseason? I hope he retires. Like even if he he does come back, who would want to? We all saw him play in that game. Yeah, his arm doesn't look like the same Tom Brady. He was under throwing passes. He was over throwing passes. He was he wasn't accurate with the no. throws he needed to throw. What? Why? Why would you sign up to to have this guy on your team? Because he's Tom Brady. Because <clears throat> he's the greatest of all time. That needs leadership, maybe, like the Raiders. But again, like, what does that accomplish? You don't really get better by getting Tom Brady as your quarterback. I'm, I'm saying, like, to to use the experience of playing with Tom Brady to use like the leadership of Tom, Tom Brady, Brady or Daniel Jones. Who would you aggressively pursue? If you're As a Giants fan? if you're looking to win the Super Bowl next year, I still think Tom Brady. You would take Tom Brady. Yep. Um, Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Of course, Lamar Jackson. He's There's, a free agent. But, but the the skill level difference between Lamar Jackson and Daniel <laughs> Jones is very different. So of course, that's not yeah. the same question. Um, yeah. but yeah, those are our predictions for this weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to, to watch these games unfold. Uh, yeah, we'll make a bet on the, the Eagles giants game and I'll win some money. Uh, one last thing we should definitely talk about before we end the show today. Uh, do you want to talk about this? Do you want to bring this up? Uh, just Stephen I, I honestly heard about this this morning when yeah. you told me, I don't, I don't know how I missed this, but so Stephen A Smith, uh, is catching some heat right now. Um, because of his, he always does, he's comparing Rihanna to Beyonce because Beyonce, we all know Beyonce had a Super Bowl performance coming for off the ages yeah. for the ages, but coming off a pregnancy, um, and it wasn't as glamorous as we all know Beyonce to be. And Stephen A. Smith is basically saying Rihanna ain't even gonna hold a candle to that Beyonce performance, and that Beyonce performance rocked everyone's world. Like it was. One of the best performances anyone's ever seen. Um, he basically is saying Rihanna ain't no Beyonce, and immediately backtracked on that comment and was very apologetic. And again, like he's catching some heat for this, but I don't know. I, like you say something, it's gonna catch some heat. Rihanna's one of the top performers in the world. She's one of the most influential people in the world. One of the most influential people in the world. And I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic halftime show. She's been away for a long time now in terms of her music. And I think this is going to be her reintroduction to the world. Yeah, she's coming back. She's going to blow the roof off that place. She is going... This is going to be... I'm I'm thinking this is going to be better than last year's Super Bowl performance. And last year was great. This reminds me of the Kanye West stealing the mic away from Taylor Swift and saying, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce. Rihanna is about to have the best Super Bowl performance we've seen in a long time. Yeah. 
Calling it now. Rihanna's going to kill it. I don't know. The Weekends was fucking unbelievable. I love The Weekends. The Weekends caught a lot of heat because it was, you know, it was people were saying it was weird. People forget that was during COVID. Mm -hmm. Like that was like his dancers had to wear masks. Like he killed that performance. Yeah. I thought he did really well. And the fact that, you know, we haven't really seen anything like recently from Rihanna. We haven't seen like we've heard her music that she that came out for the new Black Panther movie. Um, but that's not really like Super Bowl, you know, hype performance. I, I truly believe she might release an album before the Super Bowl. We'll see. Well, I mean, that'd be a great place to to debut some music. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, I hope you all are excited for it. That's going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Gun Show out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 